Hello and welcome to the Yoga Magic Podcast, friends. I'm your host, Ashley Sondergaard. If you're new here, this is a show all about self-care and self-discovery. I learned so much about myself and really the life I wanted to live through the practice of yoga. And now I get to bring guests and new ideas to you to build routines that really help you do the same thing. Find out what you want in this life. Today, my friends, we have such an awesome guest, Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts of Peloton. I've been a big fan of Chelsea's for a really long time now. I use the Peloton app like all the time. (laughs) I recommend it to friends and clients because it makes practicing yoga or doing strength classes or really any type of workout so accessible. I laugh because I have my, I bring my phone. I do like yoga classes and strength workouts like at the gym while there's classes going on because I like these so much and it just gives me the freedom to kind of do, you know, what I want that given day. So kudos to Peloton, to Dr. Chelsea. She was such a gem. She was so kind and so honest about this journey of motherhood that she is just embarking on as a new mama and how she does it while teaching for one of the largest yoga platforms out there. This is a really great episode for you yoga teachers. Chelsea's just so rooted in her hard work and her dedication to showing up. And that's so important as yoga teachers. You know, sometimes we show up to classes and literally nobody's there. I know, I know you've been there before and you know what? That doesn't make us bad. That doesn't make us bad teachers. We just have to keep showing up just like Chelsea did. So thanks so much to Chelsea for being on the yoga magic podcast. Friends, I'm working on some new segments of this show, um, breaking down some new self-care ideas, always some book updates for you. I'm going to be doing weekly astrology updates and self-care ideas for the week ahead. And I'll be revealing all of that starting next week. So make sure that you tune in. And as always, thanks so much for being here. You can follow the Yoga Magic Podcast on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. You can watch this on YouTube and you can follow me at Ashley.Sondergaard. Let's hop to Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts of Peloton. Welcome, Chelsea. <laughs> thanks so much for being on the Yoga Magic Podcast. I'm, I've am been like waiting for this day for a long time. So excited <laughs> to chat with you. Thanks for the time. I'm, I'm happy to be here, Ashley. Thanks for having me. Of course. My pleasure. So I was telling Chelsea before we started recording that I was talking with some other yoga teachers and we were just like, oh my gosh, I love your gospel classes on Sundays. And like, there's just, yeah, big fans. And I am so curious, like before we even hop into like all the good things, where did you do your training? Like to be at this level of teaching yoga, where does one start the process? Where did you do yoga training? Yeah, I think it's important to, I love that question. I love that you asked, like, to get to where I am right now, what did you do, basically, Mm -hmm. in terms of, like, as a yoga teacher? And I think that it definitely starts before I even did my yoga teacher certification. Um, Many folks don't know, but I have a PhD in educational studies. Um, Whenever someone refers to me as Dr. Chelsea, that's what it is. And so it is literally the study of philosophy of language, literacy, and culture. And so I like to start there because that is really the foundation of everything that else that I do. Because I love and I'm obsessed with learning, um, understanding how we learn, all of those things. So I am a former elementary school teacher um, turned educational researcher, turned yogi all the (laughs) way through. And so while I did my formal 200 hours at an ashram, 
um, an urban ashram in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I also accumulated a lot of other trainings in unconventional ways that I know directly impact how I show up as a yoga teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. It's life school, right? I mean, yeah. all these things. And also you've had such a, a beautiful blending of different worlds. I didn't, I knew that you were a, an educational and that you were like a teacher. And mm-hmm. what do you, what ages did you teach when you were in, in schools? Yeah, so I've taught third grade, but okay. I also taught first and second, um, but primarily third grade, but elementary, elementary school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what do you think like teaching kids versus adults? Like, do you have an opinion or like, do you feel like one's easier than the other? I think that we are all human beings. And I think that there's a lot to learn through the lens of a child that totally. has only been on the earth for a certain amount of time compared to where we start to lose count at a certain point for, you know, the experiences that we've done so or gone through. So I think that, you know, the difference is you get a more, um, I think there's a lot more (laughs) integrity. I think the children have more integrity with how we can observe how to navigate this world in life. Yes. Mm -hmm. I agree. I have, I have three little girls, so I feel you. My oldest is in – she's going to be in second grade. And, like, you can just see them sort of, like – this sounds weird and kind of woo, but, like, you can see them sort of grounding as they get older. They're not quite as far up here in the mm-hmm. clouds. And, like mm-hmm. – and that's not a bad thing one way or the other, but there's so much innocence and so much connection to something so much bigger than us when they're just these tiny little humans and they start right. to like use that earthly wisdom to come down. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So what a cool age to teach. I that. <laughs> <laughs> so today, who is Dr. Chelsea? Can you tell listeners for those that like maybe, I don't know who those people are, but haven't heard of you before, um, yeah. what you do and like where, you know, where your passions lie? Sure. Currently, I am a yoga and meditation instructor at Peloton. So I'm on a platform that was primarily known and popular for a bike. And we certainly offer so much more. And I am so grateful that I can offer and make yoga and meditation accessible to way more people than I would have um, prior to this position. And so right now, I'm in a place that if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I'm not sure if I would have imagine that I would have said that this is who I am. I'm also still that same person who was that elementary school teacher who was Mm -hmm. fascinated by the way that we learn. I'm a new mom. I am am a, a wife. I am a daughter. I'm like all of these different identities that even when life starts to transform and I transition in it at the core of who I am. I'm still this girl who wants to figure out how to feel free in everything that I do, feel free in my body, feel free in my choices, feel free in what I choose to do. Um, And so I I think at the core of who I am, Dr. Chelsea Jackson Roberts is still that little girl who is seeking ways to be free. Yeah, that I love the, the idea of freedom, <laughs> right? Like so, so right now, especially as a mother and a mm-hmm. you know a busy woman, what brings you that sense of freedom? Trust, asking for support and help. I remember we were just speaking about how we were 
are postpartum together and you've had this journey even prior to this one right now, but I'm sure it's unique and mm-hmm. in, in that every time is going to be different. And so like right now I am looking for ways to get back to the freedom that I only could read about when I was a little girl. I'm mm-hmm. from Dayton, Ohio, small town Dayton, Ohio. Anything that I read or saw, um, I'm a child baby of the 80s. So it's like Punky Brewster and like <laughs> you yeah. know, the things that are, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like in a land far, far away, like Chicago, there's this big city. And so like, I feel like I am connecting with that little girl right now as I have rebirthed myself in the birthing of my son, Mm -hmm. that I'm getting excited about life again. I'm excited about newness. I'm excited about all the new things that I see in Noble, but I'm excited about all the new things that I'm learning about myself because I've never been this version of myself before. Mm -hmm. And so I am, I'm looking for ways. And the only way that I can do that is by trusting the support that I have around me mm-hmm. in order for me to pour back into myself. Cause otherwise I'll just be obsessed with noble. And that's not a problem for me. Like, it's like, say less. I can, I can be <laughs> that little boy all day. And I also want to be obsessed with me again. Yes. And so I have to trust the help that I have around me, my partner, the support that we have from family, from friends, from folks who we trust to take care of Noble. Um, And I have to trust that when he's being taken care of, that now, Chelsea, you can get back to who you were before him, who you are now, and Mm -hmm. who you will be when Noble decides who he wants to be Mm -hmm. and go out into the world. So I'm figuring that part out right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why that's why the show exists for what you're describing, <laughs> literally, like figuring out that process and coming back to freedom. And I love how you describe sort of the newness of life through the lens of motherhood. And I feel like I think about like Christmas, like the mm-hmm. first time experiencing Christmas as a mother, it was mm-hmm. like being a kid again to <laughs> see it through their eyes and just like be together as a family? Like, do you feel those moments as like new? Everything is like a little bit new now for you. Is that what kind of what you were saying? Oh, absolutely. A walk, a walk on depending on what day it is. It's new. We saw a a Cardinal um, and a Blue Jay like in the same day. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I'm (laughs) like, it was just me and Noble. And I was just like, do you know what just happened? Like, this is like (laughs) unprecedented. Like, this is life. Like, (laughs) And it was just like, I am, again, discovering, mothering, loving, understanding, like all of these things with myself right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that I have this son who is is bringing this out of me. And also it has to move beyond him because I can't put that on him to have the motivation to discover these new parts of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, I can acknowledge that he's definitely a catalyst for it. So yeah, mm-hmm. everything is new. Everything is exciting. Even the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. We had our first cold as a family. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, the waves of of like, I've never done this before. Is he okay? Am I doing enough? Should I call the hospital? Should I call? Like all of those things. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is new. 
It's scary. It's hard. It's scary and hard. It is. Yeah. 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 It's, we, we were very much in that the last several months of just like waves of illness. And, mm-hmm. and I know that it's normal. Like I know that's mm-hmm. part of this journey as they're building their mm-hmm. little immune systems, but it doesn't make it any less easy. And I think there's so many of those parallels and it, do, it really does make me grateful to do the hard work that we do on our mat so mm-hmm. frequently to be yeah. that like stress resilient person that we get to be, which it, like, it brings me to my, my question around bringing it back to yoga a little that like what now that your life is new and it's like, you've seen these new things and you're experiencing life in this new lens. Like what brings you back to yoga on a regular basis, maybe as a student, but also as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was, there's another thing that I go back to a lot, and that's reruns of my favorite show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, why do I do that? Like, I, there is one particular show that I can, I've watched all six seasons. I can, Shane, my husband, he's just always like, oh gosh, are we really going to watch this again? Because I'm like reciting, running lines. I've never acted a day in my life yet. I've run their lines. You know like, it. <laughs> And I got intrigued, by the way, New York City, so background. I love it. It feels alive. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And I was just so intrigued. I was like, what makes me do that? And then I saw the research. I saw the work that goes around trauma. And when we have something that we know what the outcome is going to be, whether it's a song or a TV show or the Mm -hmm. blankie or whatever, it's our security. Because we know, I know that at the end of this episode, this is what's going to happen. That is my, that's my comeback. That's my anchor. That's how my mind works there. And I feel like in a sense, that's what yoga is for me. Mm -hmm. Yoga is my favorite TV show rerun that I know that even if I can still get emotional during the episode, even though, even if I'm anticipating what's going to happen, I'm still so present for whatever reason. My mind is so present because it's looking for something. It's longing for something, for some type of consistency, some routine to tell me it's going to be okay. Mm. And so... As humans, we definitely find those in different ways. We can find those in unhealthy relationships that we have with substances, with people, with experiences, like all of those things. My thing happens to be yoga, thank God. <laughs> my thing happens to be like that rerun. My ha- my thing happens to be prayer. My thing happens to be faith, my community, like this thing that I go back to in yoga is that for me. Mm-hmm. Yoga is that consistent. Well, I do know that if I close my eyes for five minutes, take a few deep breaths, that I'm usually in a better place than I was before, you know, I started that practice. If I get on my mat for 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 10 minutes, what I do know is that that one time it did make me feel a little bit better, a little bit more grounded, even if I don't feel better. Mm-hmm. So that's what keeps me coming back to yoga. It is my anchor. It's the breath. It's the familiarity that I am cultivating a relationship with my body. Even if I don't know how my body's going to show up for me that day, I do know it's still my body. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my yoga practice provides for me 
it provides that that consistency. Mm-hmm. An anchor, absolutely. Yeah. So, has your practice, your consistency, your anchor, has it evolved as a mother? Has, does it look different from that pregnancy vibe to like postpartum? I know we're we're like almost a year postpartum, but like it's like it's a journey. <laughs> it takes like five years for us right. to actually, and then you have multiples, and it's just like so. This is a lifetime. This is a lifetime. <laughs> um. Ask me the question again. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Has it evolved? Has your practice yeah. evolved? Yeah, I think that my practice has matured. I think that it has gotten back to playfulness again. I think that there has to be maturity and knowing that balance. Like, I certainly um, have felt the evolution from when I was in my early 20s mm-hmm. and starting my practice. Um, I often laugh about, and I felt like I just saw a meme recently where it was just like, is this the same body that I would go to sleep at two in the morning and wake up at 345 and oh say, I have a 6 a.m. yoga class that I have to teach. Right? <laughs> and I just like roll in, like ready to go. I know. I'm with you. And so I'm just like, okay. Then at a moment in time where I could, you know, literally go to three hot yoga classes, like eat them for morning, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's any better, any worse, any harder, any easier, but it is more integrated, I think, because Mm -hmm. that led to me, like, I I could, like, pump it out and then I'm, like, done for, you know, a couple of days. I don't have that luxury right now, especially Mm -hmm. as a mother, especially in a relationship, especially in New York City, a whole Mm -hmm. different city, like all of these things that don't afford me that. And so as I have evolved, as my um, my identity as a person, as a human, as a woman, as all of these things, yeah, my yoga practice is definitely moving with it. Mm -hmm. And it looks more like yoga nidra and deep relaxation where that is a luxury now for me to be able to carve out time to just say, you know what? My cardio was just, you know, nursing noble. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. You know, my cardio has been like, I can, I can name, I've been working now, Mm -hmm. but can I find those spaces to be still, to be quiet, to contemplate? Can I reflect? Can I be honest about what I want moving forward as a yoga teacher, as a mother, as a... So yeah, it's evolved as I've evolved. It's slowed down. It has sped up. It has percolated. It has simmered. It has done all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yoga nidra is like one of the best mom hacks out there. Mm-hmm. If you can squeeze in like a, sh- I mean, they're like, they can be really long, right? But even mm-hmm. like a 20, 30 minute, it's mm-hmm. like they've done all that research on the non sleep deep breast and how yeah. rejuvenating that can be. It's yeah. why, like obviously very spiritual too, very mm-hmm. rejuvenating. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's what I mean about being more integrated. 
Like I could figure out ways, and this is not to knock a hot yoga class right now. Mm-hmm. Go for it. If that's your if that's your era, if this is your season, if that go <laughs> lean yeah. into it. And it's like I could also figure out ways to be quite disconnected, still going to hot yoga three days a week and not being honest with how I was feeling emotionally inside. Like, why am I going to hot yoga three times a week? Like I wouldn't even stop to ask myself, why do I need to go three times, not three times a week, three times a day? Mm-hmm. Why do I need to go three times a day? But with yoga nidra, that sometimes is the work mm-hmm. to pause and to listen to ourselves enough to ask ourselves the why. And I think honestly, Ashley, and your listeners and viewers would know better than me, but there's a resistance sometimes around starting a yoga practice or returning to a yoga practice. And sometimes it's because I don't want to hear what's been, you know, lying dormant there. Mm -hmm. That's how I keep going. Like, I can't pause. Like, if I stop, that may be all she wrote. And so... (laughs) I think that True. my my yoga practice has certainly evolved in that space of even being courageous enough to stop and say, wait a minute, maybe I need to pause and listen. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite to teach? Like I don't I know you teach restorative. Do you teach yoga nature too? I teach deep relaxation. Okay. So I call it deep relaxation on the platform. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, deep relaxation. Mm-hmm. So can you give us some a little behind the scenes on what it's like to teach for Peloton as again as somebody who I just I love the classes. Mm-hmm. I love your classes. I like so many other teachers and it's so it's so well done. And mm-hmm. and you are reaching just like a lot of new people. A lot of people that like would never have the ability to do a yoga class mm-hmm. unless they're popping on the app and able to hop into their house. So like I know that it goes, there's a lot that goes behind the scenes. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah. So I always love like when people ask me, like, how did you get there? Like, yeah. how did you get to Peloton? And um, Adrian and I actually, we, um, you always have somebody that you typically will come in with. And Adrian was my person who we launched around the same time. And I remember we did a blog post for Peloton about how we got there and how we were almost recruited. And I always tell people it wasn't like I I saw Peloton and I said, I want to be a Peloton instructor. It was I love and really believe fully in what it is that I'm doing and teaching right now that no matter who's watching, who's listening, that I know if I keep doing this thing, one day it's going to pay off and payoff for me is making yoga and meditation accessible. Mm -hmm. And to me, Peloton was the place to be, especially in 2020, (sighs) where people, right, I launched right at a very tumultuous time, at a very uncertain time, at a scary time. One, Mm -hmm. you had social unrest, racial um, resurgence of Black Lives Matter. We had the pandemic beginning, there was just so many things going on. And it mm-hmm. was just like everything that I had done up until that moment was for the opportunity to have a breathe and speak up with Tunde, where the world was almost standing still for this moment for me to lead thousands, millions in a meditation, mm-hmm. even if it was just 10 minutes. 
in a meditation. And it was just like, when I think about behind the scenes, I really am thinking behind the scenes before I even got to Peloton to say, if I really pour into what it is that I would offer in this place, then by the time that place is ready for me, I'm going to be ready for them. And so that's what I always like to share with, um, especially yoga instructors. I started in Atlanta, Georgia. I always love to tell the story. You know, I was given, um, I earned my first class right out of my teacher's training. And there were only two teachers who had ever been offered a class and I was offered one. And I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, I've done it. First couple of months of that class, nobody came to my class and I showed up every day. Mm. Like I showed up, nobody came to my class. Mm. And then one day, it was like a fluke. I was like, what happened? It was like 20 people in the class. And then the next week, they didn't show up. And so had I stopped because nobody was watching or nobody showed up that day or I didn't believe in the power of yoga for myself, then I definitely wouldn't be at Peloton today mm-hmm. because they wouldn't see me still out there doing the work. And so that's what happened. They saw me out there doing the work and they were just like, hey, we've got this opportunity. And I'm just like, huh? I'm like, <laughs> yoga? At, you know, I'm I'm that member, before even being a member, like who didn't know that yoga existed there. And to be there now and to teach live and to look on our leaderboard and to see on any given Sunday for gospel yoga mm-hmm. that there are thousands of people in that class tuning in every week. I'm like, I guess I, I, I knew, I really knew what I was doing when I believed in this thing called yoga and meditation. Mm-hmm. And my thing was to make, always make it accessible. And so um, I think that if you ask any Peloton instructor, we all have these unique journeys here and all of us all have in common that we really believed in what it was that whatever you see us doing right now, we were doing it also when nobody was watching. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now as somebody on the other side of the camera, while you're doing, you know, you're doing teaching these amazing classes and you're putting your heart into it and you're remembering how much work it took to get here as someone who is now getting to spend time with you. I think about this a lot as a consumer mm-hmm. that we're ultimately the, the like average, right. Of the, what is it? Like seven, eight people that were around. And when mm-hmm. we're around people a lot, say, your class, Adrian, I love Adrian's classes, Mm -hmm. his strength classes. Like we take on their energy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of us, we work from home. We're not around a ton of people. So like, these are our connection points during the week is perhaps maybe not in person, but we are still the average of the people that we're around. And so being so intentional Mm -hmm. about who we put into our worldview is like, that I think is part of the work as a consumer, as a content consumer. And I just, I guess I just want to say, like, I love what you put out. I'm receiving it. And I know a lot of other people are as well. So thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And I I love that. And that means a lot to me, Ashley, because they're, you know, yogis in particular, yogis, meditators, I think that there's this nature that we have about ourselves that is quite introverted. Um, Mm -hmm. There may be an assumption that, oh, they'll be okay. They don't need the, you know... 
the spotlight or they don't need the floor or, and we do because had I not had the ability to be visible, um, perhaps I wouldn't connect with the person who can identify that part of them that they see in me. I'm quite introverted in different ways and where it takes effort for me to like bring myself out there. I want to connect with that person who may feel like, ah, this isn't for me because I don't belong here. I don't see myself, you know, reflected here. I want folks to know that, especially in yoga spaces, that have historically traditionally seemed exclusive that we mm-hmm. belong mm-hmm. in these spaces and belong in spaces that center our bodies and are places where we can learn to feel even better about who we are and and celebrate that part of us not change it to fit in to be someone else but to celebrate who we already are and so mm-hmm. thank you for sharing it. Oh my gosh. It's my pleasure. Really people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's true. And you know, I think I even did find, so I'm in Minneapolis. And so 2020 in Minneapolis was just mm-hmm. like the rest of the world was yep. the epicenter of what you're talking about in terms of that civil unrest and like having, obviously we're in isolation and having mm-hmm. connection points to, to teachers at that time was like, very therapeutic mm-hmm. for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of like <laughs> drilling this home, but like I think we sometimes as like yogis or as you know fitness fitness advocates, like we forget about how meaningful this is to someone who doesn't necessarily like have access to those things. Mm-hmm. And yoga is one of those. Like you said, it can be so intimidating yeah. to walk into a yoga studio. Do you have do you have students like in the class ever mm-hmm. when you're recording? Do you? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Does that feel so different? Now we're open to the public yeah. to our members. And so we're having live classes um through the weekends, um, Thursday through through even Monday. And so it's it's full circle. It is where I went from being a global ambassador for a major uh fitness apparel company to moving through a global pandemic and being the only person in a room Mm -hmm. teaching yoga Mm -hmm. that's casting out to millions, to now slowly transitioning back to letting people back into the room while simultaneously teaching out to millions. It's been wild. It's been wild. Yeah. 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 There's been definitely, this is my third year at Peloton. And every year it is a different chapter, a different way that my yoga practice evolves with my experiences. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have to be, you're talking introversion, like this is extroversion to the max, like teaching in person, you have mm-hmm. to be, it's like, it's live. And do you find that, I don't know, like sleep wise, what your life is like, but like when you don't get a ton of sleep as a parent that like the thoughts aren't always there. Like your brain, it's hard to like, okay, what am I saying? Right. right. Oh no. I mean, that's just not, it's not even possible. Like I, me without sleep is like, it's, no. you can't do it. I yeah. can't do it. Yeah. A, <laughs> Absolutely. Like that's why I have no words. I'm like, Ashley, I've got nothing for you because I can't even, my mind can't even think without, mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know you have some good yoga poses for sleep mm-hmm. for like a really restful night's sleep. What are the what are those that you like to offer up? Yeah, well, for one, I always love to tell people that we have this library, of course, at mm-hmm. Peloton where you know you can. It is so like accessible to just have my phone and so many people listen to my sleep meditations. That's yeah, what yeah. Like I could be out where a lot of Peloton instructors, I'll get recognized visibly, like people would recognize me. The funny recognitions are when I'm like in a line at the coffee shop and I'm putting my order in and somebody turns around, they're just like, Oh my gosh, I go to sleep to you every night. So that's always fun. Um, so sleep apparently is my jam. I can, my voice gets people to go to sleep. Um, and when I think about yoga, I think about the habits, the routines that I have that I start to wind down for the evening. And so it's like the yoga of, letting go of all the things that keep me wired, right? So Mm -hmm. it's the yoga of let me start to shut down my phone and Mm -hmm. not look at any more social media. The yoga of let me begin to turn down the blinds, like that kind of thing. And then when you talk about the physical practice, sometimes, Ashley, as simple as lying down in Shavasana, placing your hands onto your chest and feeling the wave of your breath. Mm-hmm. feeling the rise and the fall of your chest. And I think that when we simplify or make our practice a lot easier than we think it needs to be, sometimes it's harder to commit to it because it's just like, are you sure? I, I don't need more <laughs> things to, nope, just try that. Um, I think that that is when we can find the consistency in it all. If I can just practice, okay, For the last five minutes of me being upright on this earth, let me just feel my breath. And that's yoga. Mm -hmm. Yoga is to unite, to connect, to yoke. And you're connecting the body, the breath, the mind. Everything is being connected in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the simple things. It's the Mm -hmm. simple practices. And Mm -hmm. and the Instagram of it all wants to tell us to do these amazing evening routines. And there's a, there's a place for that. Mm-hmm, right. But mm-hmm. I'm with you that like at times just that slowing down that intentionality mm-hmm. makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. I would love for listeners to hear, and maybe for myself, <laughs> what does a day in the life for Dr. Chelsea look like? Like what, how do you amp yourself up for classes? Like mm-hmm. how, what is your, what do you kind of like do to stay on a routine? Like there's so many variables with kiddos. What does that look like for you? I mean, you know, I try to be as consistent as we can. We try to be as consistent because I'm not Mm -hmm. doing this alone. We try to be as consistent as we can with Noble first, even on the weekends, as much as I'm just like, I want to just like, woo, slumber party. I realize that right now, like he thrives off of knowing what's going to come next. He thrives off of his bath time is his signal that he's about to go to sleep for the long sleep today. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. for this, Mm -hmm. this part of the day, it's not just a nap. 
And so I just try, the more that I'm trying to be consistent for Noble, the more I'm consistent for myself. Mm-hmm. Ashley, I've been going to sleep at like 845. Yes. And I'm like, who am I? I can't believe it. And it feels great. Yeah. Like I'm obsessed with, you know, tracking my sleep. Just Oh, I saw you were wearing an aura. There's, it's yeah, amazing. Right. <laughs> so I'm just like what was it tonight? Like, how can I beat it tomorrow? Like, it's so yogic of me. I'm just like, yeah, I want to go on. But it's fun. And that's what I'm talking about, that routine, that consistency. And so like, that's what it looks like. It looks like I'm not, you know, um, the single girl that I once was 10 years ago and I can fall asleep on the couch watching Mm -hmm. Sex in the City marathons. Like, that ain't it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I thrive off of routine now. And so I say, and again, it changes again. If this isn't that, that season for you, then don't listen to me. But if you've been used to being pretty like, Ooh, which way is the wind going to blow? Try having some consistency. Try like making some dates on the calendar for yourself. Like that's mm-hmm. what I have to do. Just as I make a hair appointment, I've got to make an appointment and a commitment that I'm going to do five minutes of meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And routine and just, it helps my brain right now because mm-hmm. my brain has been rewired after this pregnancy. I'm telling you, I know it has. And I'm like, oh, this is how you do this. Okay. I just got to mm-hmm. continue to practice it, practice it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No shame in going to bed early. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Like, so good. It's so good. And to have the energy to take care of others. I think there's many of us, not just yoga teachers, are doing that on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And you need to recharge. You need to have mm-hmm. that time to fill your own cup that's so real. Again, that's mm-hmm. why this show exists. I'm yeah, I guess I'm just I'm with you. <laughs> it's like yeah. we need this. Yeah. I want yoga and meditation to be practical. I don't want it to be like it I felt like it was that for me. Like it was this esoteric, like especially when I was um early in my practice and I was just like yoga happens only when I go on this retreat that's in this beautiful place that you know, yoga only happens on Instagram when I need some content of me being like <laughs> this whimsical fit. Like, no, I want this to show up on my best of days and my worst of days. I want this to show up when I'm freaking out that I'm about to have a baby. Like <laughs> I was pregnant this whole time and it was something about the day he came. I was just like, whoa, this is, he's really got to come out of me now. And I'm just like... <laughs> Watching myself almost have a panic attack. And I'm just like, girl, what have you been doing all this yoga and meditation for? And it's just like, I want it to be practical like that. I don't mm-hmm. want it to be something that is just something now on my to-do list, another way for me to tell me- myself that I'm not doing something good enough. No, I need it then when those moments come up mm-hmm. so that I can navigate to the next day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. I want to be free. I want to be happy. I want mm-hmm. it to be practical. Practical and just like in that toolbox, easy to reach for. 
what do you, what is like, if you were to do a practice, like, what mm-hmm. do you do? Do you go to your, to your classes? Do you just do a flow? Do you like have another teacher you like? Yeah. You so I've spent my life dedicated to teachers. I like, mm-hmm. I am in my season of understanding who Chelsea is as a yoga teacher. So it is for those folks who is hard to listen to recordings of yourself. My practice right now is to watch my classes and to practice with me. <laughs> That's and so, yes. what I want to practice with her. Yeah, she's kind of cool. Like I am <laughs> learning to love myself by listening to what I'm sharing to others. And I'm like, okay, if, if it's good enough for me to share with them, then Chelsea, I think you can trust yourself. So I've been mm-hmm. practicing with myself lately. I am a fan. <laughs> I like don't really listen to episodes of the show too much. And I've been, I like have been doing this in sort of like a self-study over the last month. It's it's a lot harder than it sounds. It's like hard. You're, we're so critical, yeah. and yet, like you're learning to love. I love right. that's so true. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotta record myself teaching to have time here soon. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chelsea, what a joy! Thanks for your time and your expertise, and again, all the work that you do on the Peloton community and outside of there as well. If you is there anything you just want to listen or share with listeners before you go? Anything um, you know that that you didn't say yet that you'd love to say. Yeah, you know, one part that I didn't share, and that's the the part of me that keeps me going my drive, and that's yoga, literature, and art camp Mm -hmm. for teen girls. And, you know, when people ask me, what is your PhD in? Why did you get a PhD? That's why. Had I not done a five-year PhD program, I would have never uncovered the work that we found through yoga, literature, and art camp. And to know that we are still alive today, 10 years later, and that we're looking to be in New York City, to still be in Atlanta, to really expand the work for young people who identify as girls between the ages of 13 through 17, to make yoga, meditation, literature, like the art accessible to them. Like, that's my why. And oftentimes I forget that part of me. And I just had to, to elevate that. So that's YLA camp, y'all. Yoga literature in our camp for teen girls. That's and so that cool. Is- and it's in Atlanta and New York City, you said? So it's in Atlanta and we are looking mm-hmm. to expand here in the museums of New York. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. <laughs> well, thanks again, Chelsea. Where can listeners find you? I know you said, I mean, like the app, like where can they connect with you more? Sure, yeah. Chelsea loves yoga. Chelsea loves yoga <laughs> on social, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and that's where I, that practical part that I talk about, like that's where the, the practical, um, tangible pieces, you know, we can connect there. So Chelsea mm-hmm. loves yoga. Thank you so much. I'm so appreciative. Thanks again for being here, friends. I'm so grateful. If you enjoyed this convo, please share it with a friend, maybe a fellow yoga teacher out there. And as always, you can follow us on Instagram at Yoga Magic Podcast. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week.